Previously on In My Mind, everybody knows Chris. This food is great. They'll tweet it, put it out, TripAdvisor it, staff can see it. It's a, it's gives you a sense of pride and it gives the staff a sense of pride, which they should have. You know, they've been up there highest stats with Brennan's and um, Commander's Palaces and, and some of the mainstays in the city that's been around for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Some of these chefs that have been around 20, 30, 40 years, um, they're competing with them. So um, big up to the staff, man. Um, we appreciate all you guys who have been helping advertise. I mean, vegan food and, and heart healthy in New Orleans. That was rough. You know, when my mother, my mother started this about 10 years ago mm -hmm. and um, she's a pioneer, man. There was not a lot of stuff going on in the city when she came back. Uh, she came back from Katrina, mm -hmm. um, said, hey, I want to be a part of rebuilding the city. She's from the Seventh Ward. She is New Orleans. Um, so she came back. Um, her and her partner, Averill, started Meals from the Heart, started the Heart Healthy thing. We do that just because of how we eat. Yep. You know, grandma, grandma was sticking herself with a needle, um, diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, all that good stuff. Um, and I, I can tell you the day, I can tell you the day my mother baked some chicken and I believe she seasoned it with like rosemary or something like some herb that she put on the chicken. I'm used to Popeye's and churches at this time. And I'm like, Ma, I think this chicken that fell on the ground or something like that, man, there's, there's dirt on it. Like literally there's dirt on it. Um, and that was the beginning, man. And now that I'm 38, um, it's been such a blessing for her to alter and change the the way that we viewed food and yes. our family yes um and, and in some ways the city um she's been a part of that wave um so just i mean i'm just so proud of my mother and and averill and the work that they've done and put into the and put into the cafe message It's your boy C. Will Holler, a.k.a. The Pod Father, a.k.a. The Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. The Hardest Working Man in Podcasting. And you are now listening to In My Mind, Everybody Knows Chris. Enjoy.
to self. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. the Podfather, a.k.a. the Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. the hardest working man in podcasting, coming to you with a new podcasting message. Love is. What is love? <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs by my boy Howard Jones. What is love? Tina Turner said, or asked the question, what's love got to do with it? And I think a lot of us... Um, as we continue to live this thing called life and explore the many different opportunities and definitions of what love is, I don't think we really can fully fathom what that is unless we go through some hardship. You know, I think it's really easy when things are easy to say you're in love or you love someone, you know, when nobody's putting the pressure on you, it's easy to say you love them, you know, or if whatever the situation may be, whether it's a job or opportunity or, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's easy to say you love something when there's no pressure applied. But when the pressure's on, you know, when the heat is up, you know, that's when you really find out if you love something. Um, I know myself, I ask myself this question all the time. Like, what is love? You know, am I in love? Do I love this person? Do I love this this job? Do I love my car? Do I love myself? And I struggle with those questions from time to time because I'm not always in the best of moods to say I love this person or I'm not always in the best of moods to even say I love myself. Um, And it came to me one night that self-love is the highest form of intelligence. Um, And I come, come to that conclusion because a large part of my life, I don't really believe I loved myself. I don't believe I was taught to love myself. Um, And I don't say that in disrespect to the people who care for me or who brought me up or who provided for me. I think that's absolutely what they did. They cared for me. They provided for me and they brought me up. But I remember being a kid. I don't remember getting a lot of hugs. I don't remember, you know, people hugging on me and kissing on me and telling me that they, they loved me or that I was special or that, you know, anything like that. I just think they did the basics in in terms of providing and and caring for me um, and and raising me. And and not to say that, again, not to disrespect what they had done for me, because I absolutely appreciate the people um, that were in my life. I appreciate both my mother and my father. And I really appreciate my paternal grandparents, um, my grandmother, Osteen Bradshaw, my grandfather, James Arthur Bradshaw. I love them the most because I think they were the most selfless people that I'd ever come in contact with in my life. Um, But reflecting on what love is, um, I think it's up to the individual to determine what love is for them. I think each and every person has to look deep within themselves to figure out what love is and what love means to them. Because as I know it, Love, is it can't be a definition if everybody has a different version or a different definition for what love is. So what is the unanimous or unilateral definition for love? We don't know because I know we all give love differently and we all receive love differently and we all need love differently. Um, As they say, what you eat don't make me shit. You know, so um, I was reading the Bible the other day and I came across uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and it talks a lot about love. And it basically says uh, chapter 13, verse four, love is patient, love is kind. 
it does not envy. And it goes into what I would describe as a description of what the definition of love is. Um, but again, I try to take whatever I read, whether it's from the Bible or whatever, and I try to apply it to my life or do like a ground cover or make a parallel to what the definitions that I read or whatever I'm, the information I'm gathering from the books that I read. What does that mean to my life? How can I apply that information to my life? And as I read through this, it does make sense to me because growing up in that household, my grandmother and my grandfather were extremely patient with me. They were extremely kind to me. Um, I don't remember them being envious towards me, but I do remember family members growing up being envious towards me. I remember one of my cousins told me straight out that um, she was kind of jealous because she felt like I was grandma and granddad's favorite. And I told her, well, of course I'm their favorite because I do what they ask me to do. I go out of my way to not cause them any stress. I said, on the other hand, you just go and do what you want to do. And then you expect people to be there for you. And I said, you know, to her that that's going to run out. Not to say that they didn't love her, but how could you be patient with someone who's always testing your patience? It's like, okay, you're not listening to me. Therefore, you're showing me that you don't love and you don't respect me. And I think that thing, those things go hand in hand. I don't know if you could love someone and not respect them. Or can you respect someone that you don't love? I don't know. These are questions that I ask myself all the time. Um, but it does go on to say... In verse 5, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. And I've heard some very, what I know to be selfish people, claim that they love this person and love that person. And I said to one person in particular, I said, you know, um, I had a leader one time say that she loved people. And I said, but leaders produce leaders. You can't say that you love people because you don't give anybody an opportunity to lead. And I know the person thought I was being judgmental, but I'm not being judgmental because I'm looking at the actual facts that you haven't produced any leaders. And I know that to be a fact that I've studied under great leaders. I've listened to great leaders. I've been taught by great leaders. And those leaders gave me every opportunity that they possibly could to be a leader, to lead. Like if they taught me a lesson, they gave me an opportunity to test my knowledge, right? That's the definition of why you gain knowledge and how you know what knowledge you retained and what you know you need to go back and, and, and retool yourself with. So um, just reading through this information really brought me great joy because as we approach you know Mother's Day uh, this coming weekend, this coming Sunday, I think all the mothers in the world, for the most part, not all mothers because unfortunately not all women that have children are mothers. Let's be, let's be honest about it. But, you know, for all the real mothers out there, mothers who are patient, who are kind, who aren't envious of their children, who don't boast, who are not proud, who don't dishonor their children or their husbands or their spouses or their significant others, um, who are not self-seeking, who are not easily anchored, angered, and who don't keep records of wrongs. I mean, the list goes on and on of what the definition of love is supposed to be. And I just am reminded of so many of these great women in my life who display all of this. And these, some of these women are not related to me. And I can call out a couple names. I definitely want to call out, again, my grandmother, Osteen Bradshaw, and my mother, Theola Brown. But I can call out, you know, Mrs. Abrams, Miss Robin Abrams, uh, Mrs. Kirsten Brock, 
I can call out Mrs. Ramsey, um, the mother of my good friend Mike. Um, she was always patient and kind with all of us when we would pile up over to her house and even cook us food um, after school and that was really cool. And it's those little things that you remember as a kid growing up when people love you. Um, I definitely want to give a shout out to Miss Bernadette across the street, Miss Pritchard, my neighbor. Um, just so many women in my life that really just taught me great lessons. All of my older female cousins, my cousin Nisi, my cousin Tammy, my cousin Peaches, these are women who were in my life. Now they're mothers, absolutely, but they were uh, my big cousin first before they were mothers and these women always looked out for us. My Aunt Sarah, my Aunt Diane, my Aunt Sylvia, uh, my Auntie Patsy, you know, she's now since passed, but um, these women were remarkable. And my maternal grandmother, my grandmother Snooky, she was an awesome lady. Um, I can hear her voice in my head right now. And again, like I said, these women um, display all of these definitions that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talked about, you know, again, love being patient and kind. And a shout out to all the men out there as well who displayed this. I can definitely say my grandfather was one of these men who displayed patience. I don't know if he, I can say honestly he displayed kindness too much. He was a tough guy. But um, absolutely he raised me to be a tough guy. But he raised me a tough guy to be patient and kind and loving. Um, because he, he, you know, displayed all of these emotions to me and not only to myself but you know to his children and to his other grandchildren and I really appreciate all the great people men and women in my life and I constantly come in contact with beautiful people who display this you know my girlfriend Chelsea she's a person who displays some patience and kindness as we continue to grow and to learn and to love each other um, and hopefully that continues for the foreseeable future you know I just want to let her know that I love her and appreciate her so much um, I want to give a shout out to my homeboys and let them know that I love them, to my homeboy Blanchard, to my homeboy Robert, to my cousin Al, you know, give a shout out to my homeboy Shelton down in Miami, uh, to give a shout out to my homeboy Julian out on the west coast, on the left coast, I want to give a shout out to my homeboys King and Keith, um, Dante, my boy Meatball, my boy Wiseman, my boy Tremaine, my boy in Hawaii, Jerome Bingham. Um, I love y'all, man, because you guys definitely contributed to my life, and I know you've been patient and kind with me. Um, and I thank y'all so much for never dishonoring me, and I thank y'all so much for just letting me be a part of y'all life, you know. And if I've ever done anything to wrong any of you, I really apologize. I want to give a shout out to my college, my collegiate neighbors. I want to give a shout out to Nalisha Jenkins. I want to give it, well, she's Nalisha Jones now. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Miss Carissa Harrick, um, who was my upstairs neighbor. Um, again, just coming across all of these remarkable people in my lifetime who just continuously display what love is and what love meant to me. You all are truly great people because you help shape my definition of what love is. Thank you.
Message. QOTP. And for today's quote of the podcast, I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then shall I know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love.